Blog Talk Radio. Building the nation with the word of the Lord. Teaching the people the love of God. Kingdom.
belongeth unto you. Glory, 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 Lord. I, I just thank you for my brothers and sisters within the sound of my voice on tonight, oh, Lord God, that they, Lord, can enter into that place of praise, enter into that place of adoration, enter into that secret place with you, Father. Hallelujah. Enter that place, Lord, where we can worship and adore you, where we can be just bear ourselves before you, oh, Lord God. Hallelujah. We give ourselves to you, Lord God. Our heart belongs to you, Lord. Hallelujah. We can earnestly say, my heart is yours. My heart is yours. My mind, oh God, I desire to think your thoughts, oh Lord God. Let the same mind that was in Christ Jesus be also in me, Lord. And that the same spirit that engulfed them at Pentecost, oh God, engulf us now, Father. Hallelujah. That the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost would come upon us, hallelujah, and tabernacle within us. That he would birth forth through us, oh Lord God, the dreams, the visions, the desires that you have for our lives and for those around us, oh God. We give ourselves to you, Father. Oh, hallelujah, we surrender all to you, Lord God. We surrender all to you, all to you, all to you, all to you. We hold nothing back. Lord God, there's a song that says withholding nothing, withholding nothing. We withhold nothing from you, Lord. We give you our all and our all because you have given us your all, Lord God. Hallelujah. Ah, Shanda Robabashita Roko Sunday. Ah, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, we worship. We worship, we worship, we worship, we worship, we worship. Thank you, Lord God, for the sweet atmosphere, Lord God, of praise, that atmosphere, oh, Lord God, of drawing nigh unto you, Lord God, drawing even the more closer to your throne, oh, God, hallelujah, that we may, Lord, lay our hand on your chest. And hear your very heartbeat. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Hallelujah. We're just going to continue to to worship right now. Hallelujah. Ah, let let your yourselves be free and and be engulfed in His presence as you let Him know that your heart belongs to Him.
Hallelujah. Is that your desire tonight, to surrender all unto God? That's my desire every day of my life. And, and it's, it's a choice that we make moment by moment every single day, to surrender all unto the Lord. Hallelujah. We have to consciously decide in our heart and or purpose in our heart and decide in our mind that in all that we do, we're going to give of ourselves unto God. In all that we do, be it with our families, be it in our marriages, be it on our jobs, be it in our ministries, whatever it is we are doing, we do it unto God. So we surrender it all unto him that he may get the glory through us. Hallelujah. We can't do that unless we stay in his presence. We have to be connected to the vine to live. Know the heart and the mind of God in our various situations. How do we get there? We find that by being connected to God, by being in his presence, by being in times like this when we can just exalt his presence. Hallelujah. We can just close our eyes and, as I said before, wave your hands and just stir the atmosphere with the presence of God. You see, you, because he lives in you, you have the ability to allow his presence to ooze out of you like a sweet-smelling savor. How do you do that? By praise, by worship, by shutting down the mind to any and everything that does not give glory and honor to him so that your very thought pattern is his thought. Your heartbeat is his heartbeat. It is time for us to get into that place of koinonia with God. It is time for us to come into his presence moment by moment, day by day. You say, oh, I can't stay in the presence of the Lord all the time. I've got to work. I've got to care for my family. I've got to do all of these things. That, oh, excuse me. Does not the living God abide in you? Did he not say to draw near unto him and he would draw near unto you? So as long as you are continually drawing near to him, he is continually drawing near to you. And, yes, you can abide in his presence. He wouldn't have told you to do so if you couldn't. He will never give you a task that's impossible for you to do. He may give you a task that's impossible for you to do without him but he'll never give you a task that is impossible to do. See, there is a difference. We sometimes think that we can go forth and do things in our own strength. That's not always the case. But as long as we are walking in his presence, we are giving him adoration, we are yielding ourselves unto him, then there is nothing too great, nothing impossible for us to accomplish. And the blessing is is that he has put people in our path to walk along us, along with us to help us, to help us guard the anointing, to help us guard that which we are impregnated with, with his spirit. There are people that have been assigned specifically to walk you through different seasons of your life. They may not always be there. They may just be for a season, but great is their presence because they have an assignment 
to see you through in that season. Think back to Joseph and to Mary. We know that Mary was impregnated with the spirit, by the spirit of the living God, to bring forth Jesus into the earth realm. And even though God the Father came down in the form of his spirit and produced this in her womb, there still needed to be someone to protect her in the natural. Think about it. There is a Joseph in your life, just like there was a Joseph in Mary's life. You see, when everybody wanted to stone Mary because they thought that she had been walking as a defiled woman, that she had had premarital intercourse, that she had sinned for man and God, Joseph stepped up to protect her. Now, remember, his first thought was to put her away as well. Because even though she was a spouse to him, he thought in the carnal sense of if she's pregnant, she must have been with a man, and I know she hasn't been with me. So his first thought was to put her away. But hallelujah, thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. You see, Joseph had a visitation, a night visitation. Let's go to, to Matthew 8. I just feel in my spirit to just kind of explore this for a moment because I believe that each of us has a Joseph in our lives to walk with us to make sure that we are guarded and protective so that we can bring forth that which God gave us to birth out. Oh, God is an awesome, awesome, awesome God. Go to Matthew, the first chapter. And we're going to start at the 18th verse. It says, now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When, as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Now, there are only certain instances in the word of God that Joseph is talked about, this being one of them, this being the primary one, this being that, that place, that, that cross, that fork in the road where jo- Joseph could have chosen to yield to his flesh 
saying in that carnal mind, which would have been been appropriate in those days to say, no, I, I don't. He he was a just man, so he didn't want to make a public spectacle of her. But yet and still, he in his heart said, I'm, I'm gonna put her away privately. I'm still gonna cover her. I feel that she has sinned and done wrong in the sight of God and man. But I, I'm not gonna put her out there on front street. I'm still gonna cover her sin because I do still love her. And so I'm going to privately put her away. But oh, hallelujah, for the spirit of the living God. And I believe for each and every one of us out there that's impregnated by the spirit of God, we are all carrying something within us that God has birthed within us, a seed that he has planted, a seed that he has given birth to within us that is growing and that needs to be birthed out. But in the interim, before that seed comes forth, there are people that God has called to align themselves with you to see that birthing process come forth. See, if you think back to the days of Mary and Joseph, for Mary to be pregnant and not be married, she was espoused to Joseph but they had not intimately known each other yet. For her to be with child was the penalty of death. The penalty was the whole town coming together and stoning her. And if they had have done that, not only would they have killed her, but they would have killed that that was in her womb. Do you not know that the enemy has set up a trap for you to have the town rise up? You hear it all the time and come against you and speak against you and throw stones at you. And some of them, they throw stones and hide their hands. They are walking with you every day, but they are stabbing you in their ba- in your back. They are speaking all manner of guile and, and evil against you and over you. And they are praying against you and they are chanting against you and they are burning candles against you. But God be glorified. He has raised up that one. It didn't take but one. He has raised up that one to walk with you in the midst of what you're going through, in the midst of the tribulation, in the midst of the agony, in the midst of the labor pains, so that you can bring forth that one to cover you. You see, Joseph was going to cover her even in her sin, but... God said, no, that's not good enough. I I don't want you just to cover her because of your love for her. I want you to cover her because you know the truth about about her. I want you to cover her because I have told you which she carries is of me. So you have to know that there are those that God has brought alongside of you, and it may be only one, in the midst of the multitude that will walk with you that will pray with you, that will cover you, that will shelter you from the storm. As I'm saying this, I I think back, I, I think back to my spiritual mother who has now gone on to glory, but I think about the the 23 years that I had her and that she walked with me and that I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt if there was nobody else on this planet praying for me, I knew that Mother Jerry Atkinson was praying for me. She was going to correct me when I was wrong. She was going to build me up when I was right. She was there to hug and to comfort me in my pain. She was that one amongst many that God had assigned to my life 
to raise me up, to cover me, to recognize what God had placed within me. There are those. I'm repeating myself because I believe in my spirit and in my heart that there's some of you that are walking right now when you feel that you're alone and you feel that you're about to miscarry that that God has given you because you don't have a covering, you don't have anybody to shelter you from the evils of the world. You feel every stone that's being hurled at you. And God has said, no, no, there is one that I have visited. And that I have told what you are carrying is of me. So you need to go to God and say, God, I don't want to waste my time with those that you have not called to be alongside of me. I don't want to waste my energy and my effort and my heart going through the multitudes of those that mean me no good. I want to know those that will celebrate me, tolerate me. See, as Mary pulled away from all the naysayers and all the backbiters and all those that wanted to stone her, there was Joseph, but there was also Elizabeth. She got away from all those people, and she went to her cousin, who was of a like spirit, who too was impregnated by something special. Now, Elizabeth knew her husband and conceived, but remember this. Prior to that, Elizabeth was in her golden years, and she had been barren. See, her womb could not be opened unless God stepped in the mix and opened her womb. And the angel visited Zacharias, her husband, and let him know that his wife would be with, with child. And when he decided, he laughed, and he wanted to speak against what the angel was saying. He was silent. He was silent, and he walked in that silence the whole time that his wife, Elizabeth, carried John the Baptist. But once she brought forth, he was there to cover that that she brought forth. And as they all gathered and wanted to name the baby this and name the baby that, no, he spoke forth. Then his mouth was open, and he spoke forth with thus saith the Lord. The Lord said his name would be John. His name will be John. See, you need those. You need those that will cover you, that will walk with you. And you need to stop wasting your time with those that are only tolerating you. This is a message for somebody tonight. I feel it as well as I'm feeling my name. I promise you, there's somebody that's listening And you've been walking with somebody that is just tolerating you. And you know it. You know they're not celebrating you. You know they're not covering you. You really know they mean you no good. But because you don't want to be alone, because you want to be accepted, because you want to be in the in crowd, because you don't want to be lonely, you're allowing this person to be in your life, but God is saying, no, 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 I'm calling you to draw near to me, and I have that one that is going to cover you, that is going to protect that which is in your womb, that which I have impregnated you with. I have someone to cover that. 
Oh, God is an awesome, awesome God. That's why it is so important for us to draw near to him, to get his heartbeat in a thing, to get his wisdom on a situation, to consult him before we get into relationships, be it spousal relationships, be it relationships in business, be just my homie that I'm going to hang out with tonight. We need to hear the voice of God. We need to yield to the warnings of God. And we can't do that unless we get into that intimate place. See, we're going to always, no matter what we're dealing with, we're going to always come back to that place of you've got to stay in the presence, to have that daily, that daily, that daily communication with God. you got to do it. There's no way of getting around it, especially in this hour, especially in this hour. We can't afford trickery. We can't afford to be fooled. We can't afford to walk in rebellion. We have got to draw near to God. I was listening to to some ministry over the weekend, and and as uh, the minister was speaking, I started taking notes, and and God does this for me. I I can be hearing a message from one person, and he'll take that message and drop a nugget in my spirit and take me in a whole different direction, but in just hearing the voice of God. And as I was listening to the message, and, and to be honest, I don't remember exactly what the minister said, but these were the notes that God gave unto me. He said, you cannot recall the mind of God if you haven't spent time with God. You can't know the heart of God if you haven't been intimate with God. See, that's the place where we have to get to. That's what prayer, praise, and the word of God is all about. It is always about us drawing into his presence. And we get into his, see, the word says that God inhabits the praises of his people. So we always start with worship. We always start with praise. I don't care what I am praying about. I don't care what it has to deal with. My first thought in that prayer is, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. I thank you that I know you hear me. I thank you that I am your child. I thank you that you care about me. I thank you that you care about my brother. I thank you that you care about my sister. I thank you that whatever the situation is that we're coming in agreement for, you care about that too. I thank you. I thank you. You always start with a heart of thanksgiving. You always start with giving praise and adoration. Think about how Jesus taught the disciples. And I I, I, got to say this because I heard this as well. And this just really blessed my soul when I heard this. I was like, wow. It just hit my spirit and and registered. Um, And and I I listened to a few messages this weekend, so I really don't remember exactly which one um, or who I was listening to when I heard it. But the message, the word was said that Jesus taught his disciples how to pray. He never taught his disciples how to preach. He taught them how to pray. So what does that say to you? We're spending all of this time 
learning how to hoop and to holler and to preach and to do this and how to be a great orator and how to speak all these different languages and how to say all these words and nobody can understand what you're talking about. And we spend all of this time trying to hone our craft as a minister, so to speak. And God is saying, all you need to do is get in my presence. Spend some time with me. Spend time in my word. Spend time with me, and I'll tell you what to say. I'll tell you what to say. I'll tell you exactly what my people need to hear at the very appointed time that they need to hear it. I will allow you to tap into the throne room, to my holies of holies, and I will download to you revelatory knowledge that the masses need to hear at that moment. And I will also allow you to tap into what that one individual needs to make it through the night. See, God is an awesome God like that. So we've got to get to that place. We're carrying things. We have ministries. We have businesses. We have families. We have all of these different things that God wants to take to another dimension. We, we, we're beyond the levels, okay? We left the levels a long, long time ago. We were in the levels and the baby steps when we were yet a child and speaking as a child. And now that we put away childish things and we are growing and maturing in the ways of God, I, I was sharing with my sister that yesterday, I think it was, I had been listening to Veron Ash, Bishop Veron Ash, um, on a couple of his messages over the weekend. And it was just like, okay, my spirit was saying, I need some meat, okay? I, I can listen to fluff and I can listen to the um, hallelujah, good time, and let's shout and dance messages, you know. And, and that's all fine and dandy. But my spirit was saying, I need some meat. I, I, I need somebody to get deep with me. I need to tap into some revelatory knowledge of God. And I know that when, when Varan walked this earth, he was a revelatory preacher who definitely tapped into the deep things of God. So I was listening to him and was drawn to him, and I was like, and I told my sister, I said, I just, I I, I needed some, some meat. I, I couldn't just listen to fluff because, like I said, God, had, God was just feeding my spirit this weekend. It was message after message after message after message, but it was like some of it was just like, okay, well, all right, well, we, we, we had the, the hors d'oeuvres, and, and then we had the soup, and, um, yeah, we had the salad too, but, okay, I need some meat. <laughs> you know, I need some meat. And God will bless you like that. And, and so now that we have grown and we've gone past the, the little stages and, and the, the levels, okay, now we're tapping into different dimensions. We're tapping into what God wants to take us. We're allowing our eyes to be enlightened. We're allowing our spirits to grow. And God is saying, there is no limit. The sky is not the limit because we're going to go beyond the sky. There is no limit in where I will take you, but you've got to tap into me. You've got to draw nearer and nearer to me. I miss you. I miss our time together. Isn't that an awesome thing? When God says, I miss you. You you, you haven't had those quiet moments with me like you used to. We haven't strolled 
down the street like we used to. We we haven't had those deep and intimate conversations with one another like we used to. And I miss you. And then as he speaks to your heart, then you realize how much you miss him. How how desperately you long to spend that time with him. Nothing like being in the presence of God. Uh, my brothers and my sisters, you know, this is a precious, precious time to be alive in the body of Christ. Everybody's talking about the evils of the world, but I believe my word says where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. You know, when God showed me in his word that there will always be more good than bad in the world, it, that just blessed my soul. As as most of you know, or you may or may not know, but you, I know you've heard the story of Noah's Ark. And we're always told that the animals entered into the ark two by two. You got nursery rhymes about it. They're teaching it in Sunday school. <laughs> Just, you know, they, the videos show them two by two. Everything is two by two. But if you get into the word of God and you study yourself to, show, to be shown approved, okay, you will learn that when God gave Noah the command to gather the animals, he said all of the good animals, you gather them seven by seven, and of the unclean animals, you gather them two by two. And when I got that revelation, when I read that, I was like, oh, my God. It was like an epiphany. The light bulb just went off, and it was like God saying, I am wiping everything off the planet, okay? Save this family and these animals I am telling them to bring. And even in my telling them to do that, I will assure myself that there will be greater good than there is bad. See, seven by seven were the clean animals. Two by two were the unclean animals. There will always be greater good. Where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. There will always be greater good. Always. I don't care what you're experiencing. I don't care what they're telling you on the news. I don't care what you're reading in the National Enquirer while you're standing in line at the grocery store. There will always be greater good because there will always be a greater God. So when we know that, when we embrace that, then we need to recognize and understand all these things that are, are, are causing us to not have that near, that quiet time, that time of intimate fellowship with God as he desires means nothing. It really means nothing. The important thing in your life is to draw near to him, and he will provide your every need. He will make sure that that which you are carrying, that he has birthed forth in you, will come to pass, and he will not allow you to miscarry it, and he will not allow them to stone you and cause you death and the death of your dream, the death of your ministry, the death of that that God has given you. But you have to stay within him. You have to stay in his presence. You have to yield your ear. And and I'll go one step further. I hear the Lord saying that you may be someone else's Joseph. 
So you need to be attentive in here. What is God speaking to you? Who is he calling you to cover? Who is he calling you to stand in the gap for? Who is he calling you to walk along with, even if it's but a season? We get so caught up and we want to just take people as our own and never let them go. And, oh, my God, you know, I'm lost without you. No, I'm only lost without the Lord. I love you with the love of God. I will miss you if you are gone, but I'm only lost without him, grateful for the season that God has allowed you in my life. And when we get to that place, we're, not, we're no longer holding on to people so tight. We're no longer holding on to things so tight. We're no longer holding on to places so tight. We learn that, Lord God, it is in you that I live and move and have my very being. So when you tell me to go, I know your provision is already there for me, and that's where I'm going. Will you tell me to tabernacle? Then that's where I'm going to tabernacle. Until you say, pick up those those stakes, those tent pegs, and it's time for us to move on a little further down the road. We've got to learn to be pliable. We've got to learn to be flexible in the hand of God. I can't, cannot get there without being intimate with him, without being in his presence. What is intimacy? Intimacy is being in that place where we have no secrets in one another. You know me, I know you. I'm comfortable with you. I can bear my heart with you. Intimacy. And certain levels of intimacy, I know we have intimacy with our spouses, but there are certain levels of intimacy that you can only achieve and only reach in your relationship with God, only with him, because only can he tap into the deepest, darkest recesses of your heart. Only he can do it. Man can't do for you what God can. Only he can do it. So it's time to get to that place where above all else, your desire is him. Above all else, you're going to put him first. We're going to stop all the madness that surrounds us, that causes us confusion, causes us not to hear with clarity from him. That's what it's all about. That's why the enemy always has this plethora of things going on around you, the noise. The noise, the noise, the noise of your stress, the noise of your trials, the noise of your tribulation, the noise, the noise, the noise, the noise. He he, he just keeps things going on around you. He keeps people whispering in your ear. He keeps noise going on because he does not want you to clearly hear the voice of God. But the devil is a liar, and the truth is not in him. God is calling you to that place, that secret place, that holy place, that place that only you and he can share. You know what is so amazing to me is with the love of God, he has a place that's just yours and his, and it is the most specialist place ever. And guess what? He has that for your brother. He has that for your 
sister, and he makes each of us feel like, oh, my God, you cannot by any means have the same relationship with God that I have. There's no way that you that you, he can make you feel what he makes me feel because I'm that special one. I'm that one that he loves. I, I, I love John because John all through his gospel says the one that Jesus loved. See, John knew his place in God. Remember, there were the, the, the 70, there was the multitude, then there was the 70, then there was the 12, then there was the three, then there was the one. John was that one. John was that one at the foot of the cross when Christ took his last breath. John was that one, that no matter what. See, he didn't stand up like Peter and say, I'll never deny you. He lived it. He lived it to the very, very end. And then after the women, who was the first one to the scepter? Who was the first one to know? He had wrote. See, that's that place of intimacy that you want to get to. You, it's never over. It's never over. It's never over. It's like, you know what, God, we just get deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper in this love affair. There is no stopping. There is no, I could not love you any more than I already do because tomorrow I'm going to love you even more than I love you today because tomorrow is a new day with new mercies, with new benefits, with new love to experience with you. So tomorrow my love is renewed. Oh, my God, he is just, wow, he is just so incredible. He is just so incredible so that we can we can feel that psalms 91 in the first verse that says he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty i will say of the lord he is my refuge and my fortress my god and in him will i trust not in my money, not in my marriage, not in my children, not in my home, not in my health, none of that. In him will I trust because I know he has the ability to make it all good. No matter what I encounter, if there's sickness, he is my healer. If there's lack, he is my provider. If there's confusion, he is my clarity. Whatever I need, if there's loneliness, he is my comforter. You know, I, I was thinking about this the other day, and I was thinking about what God said to Moses when Moses said, who shall I say sent me? And he said, I am. And I know we hear that, you know, I am that I am. But when, when he said, I am, if you notice, Moses didn't say, well, who are you? When he said, I am. See, at that very moment, there was a clear revelation within Moses what I am meant. I am. I am. What is it? What is it that you need me to be? Who is it that you need me to be there for? See, I'm not just, I am for you. I am for your family. I am for your loved ones. I am. I am for whatever you need. He's awesome. He is awesome. He is awesome. Well, I give him all the praise and the glory and the honor. I have so enjoyed this time with you. I pray that you have enjoyed sharing this time with me and with us. 
Father. Ah, Shalalaboshanda. Great and mighty God. Awesome and loving Father, we give you praise. We give you adoration. We are so grateful to be named among your children. We recognize and understand that trials and tribulations, they come and they go, but our name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life forever and ever and ever. That means for eternity we belong to you. For eternity. So this heartbeat of a time that we spend in this earth realm does not compare to the eternity with you. So therefore, we are in practice. We are practicing your presence even now. Even now, we are practicing your presence. We are practicing just dwelling and worshiping and giving you adoration, crying out, Adonai. Oh, we thank you, oh God. Thank you for encouraging our hearts Thank you for strengthening our souls. Thank you for clearing our minds. Thank you for the sweet rest that is found only in you, that rest, that shalom, shalom, that peace that surpasses all understanding. We cannot find it anywhere else except in your presence. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Celebration, da Ah, thank you, Lord. Thank you for your presence once and again. We give you praise. We give you praise. Ah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for joining me tonight. I feel your presence. I really, really do. Thank you for tapping into that place with God that you can worship. And and I invite you, as I do every week, not to leave from that presence. Stay in that presence with him. Stay in that flow with him. Allow him to take you to another dimension in him on tonight. Place in him, a deeper place in worship, a deeper place in revelatory knowledge, a deeper place of peace a deeper place of healing, a fountain that never runs dry. You, you want to get into that river that is over your head. You know, you're not going to stop at the ankle deep. You're not going to stop at the knee deep. You're not going to stop at the waist deep. But you're going to submerge yourself in that place in God where all you know is him for that time. It's all about him. Hmm. That's the place we want to go. For his glory, for his glory, we give him praise. Hallelujah. God bless you. I pray, hallelujah, that your week, the love and the koinonia and the fellowship of God, I pray that your senses are heightened to the move of God. I pray that your spirit of discernment is at such a peak that you know to stepping into the room that the presence of God is with you and he will show you all that you need to see. He will let you hear 
all that you need to hear. God will take you in the spirit realm and let you hear complete conversations without you being in the presence of that individual. He is an awesome God. I am a living witness. And if he has done it for me, he will do it for you. So we're going to close out tonight just invoking the sweet spirit of God to take over this place, take over your life, take over whatever you may be wrestling with, whatever you may be dealing with. We're going to invite the sweet spirit of the living God to take it over. God bless you, and Lord willing, I will see you next Monday night. Hallelujah. Praise your name, Jesus. We praise your name, O God. Hallelujah. We invite your spirit into this house. Your glory. Your presence, O Lord. Abba Father, we bless you. Lord Jesus, we give praise to you. Holy Spirit, we welcome you tonight. Somebody lift your hands and make you feel welcome. It's not about us tonight. It's all about him, his wisdom, his grace, and his mercy. The rising of the sun, to the going down of the sun, your name is to be praised. Take over this place, take over this place, sweet spirit, sweet spirit, take over this place, take over this sweet spirit, sweet spirit, take over this place, take over this place. Take over this place, sweet spirit, sweet spirit, sweet spirit, over this place, take over this place, Take over this place.